This is the outpouring meeting with Dr. David Jeffries. Good evening, David Jeffries. And I want to welcome all my friends that have tuned in this Tuesday night. Hey, by the way, did you tune in on Sunday? Sunday morning about 11.30? I preached. I, I preached a, a message straight from the heart of God. I wouldn't want to preach any other kind of message. But I want to minister to you tonight <clears throat> on touching the hem of his garment. How about that? And I'll tell you the story of the woman that touched the hem of his garment. And I'll show you this, that God tonight, right now, right where you are, is making himself available for you to touch the hem of his garment. And when you touch the hem of his garment, after you've touched him, you will never be the same. There's a song that says, Let me touch him, let me touch Jesus, and my life will never be the same. So you want to touch him, don't you? You want to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Because when you do touch him, and by the way, some people just kind of brush up against him. And some people kind of uh, have the idea toward him. But when you finally come to a place where you hear the Holy Spirit say, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And that's what I want today. I want God to release the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you're listening to this, on your cell phone, your computer, your iPad, or whatever you got, I want you to know that tonight God plans, He plans to release His healing flow as you find a way to touch the hem of His garment. You've got to understand there's a woman that touched the hem of the Lord Jesus' garment in the Bible. She was a woman that had a blood disease for, for a long time, for 12 years. And the Bible describes her as a woman who had been sick for 12 years. And then at the end of that 12 years, and I want to say something to you. At the end of your power and ability, when you can do no more and you're up against a wall, there's nowhere to turn. It's the strangest thing. At that time, the Lord Jesus will reach out and make his garment available for you to touch him. As long as you can help yourself. As long as you can get enough medicine to take care of you and maybe work up pain out of your body uh, or whatever, as long as you can take care of yourself, the Lord will let you do it. So it would be a good, healthy prayer for you tonight to say, bring me to the end of myself. And I want to say this to you. At the end of your ability, at the end of your power, right at that very moment when you can no longer do it, when you need God desperately, at the end of you is the beginning of him. Isn't that beautiful? At the end of what I can do is the beginning of his power and the beginning of his outreach. My fellow presence of the Lord when I'm saying this, I like that. I like to feel that warm and loving feeling from heaven. Now listen to me. There was a woman that had an issue of blood. I, I guess it was a menstrual problem. And she'd had it 12 years. Can you imagine being sick for 12 years, losing your blood, a little bit every day. You couldn't eat enough and take enough iron to supply that. And by the way, I've known people that were really low in iron and sometimes from losing your blood, of course, you're losing a lot of iron. And those are some people that cannot, at times, they can hardly hold their head up. 
So can you imagine 12 years of misery? But in the 12th year, maybe on the first day, it just so happened that Jesus made his appearance in that town. You don't believe that, do you? <laughs> no. He, was, he is drawn to the broken heart. He reaches out to those that are broken heart and crushed in their spirit. And so I really believe that the Lord Jesus was somewhere and the Father put in his heart, you go over to that town now because I got somebody over there I want you to heal. I like that. Wouldn't you like God to be talking about you right now? And it's not just physical healing. Wouldn't you like for God to be saying to, to his son Jesus, I want your spirit to go into a certain city because there's a woman there, ready for this, with a broken heart. And the only way she's going to get that broken heart healed is to hear the scripture that says the Lord is close by. He makes himself available to those who have a broken heart. I love that. And he sets free those that are crushed in their spirit. And so the father is kind of like somebody described him as the hound of heaven. He sniffs out people who are at the point of readiness for a touch from God. I don't believe I'm giving you this message just to make a good message or make it sound good. I really believe that there's some of you listening to this that you've been driven to desperation in some areas of your life. You've fought depression. You've fought fear. You've fought panic. You've fought everything in the world. And the Lord Jesus has sniffed that out from heaven. And he's sniffed out where you are. And I'll, I'd like to say this. Wherever you are, the Lord God will find a way to make himself. He will make his way to you wherever you are. You don't have to go to him necessarily. He will find you. And he will uncover that broken part. And he will pour in his healing oil into the wound of your soul. That's what God's doing. He's searching for you. And that day, that woman that had issue of blood happened to be in the crowd. Happened to be? I don't think so. I believe she was led by the Holy Spirit and didn't even know she was being led by the Holy Spirit. And the neat part about it was she came in the crowd and they were, the Bible says there was a big crowd there and they were all crowding and pushing on Jesus and everything. And I like this though. You see, the Lord wants you to be the exception to the rule. He wants you to know that because you love Him, there is this in incredible drawing that God has to you to take the love that you have for him and turn it into wholeness and healing. Isn't that beautiful? He wants to take the love that you have for him in his hands and he wants to return that love with his healing grace and with his ability to blow that depression off of your life. You do not have to live a depressed Christian for the rest of your life. You don't have to live sick for the rest of your life. Because the Bible says healing is the bread of the children. Do you understand what the bread of the children is? Healing is what the children eat from God all day long. We partake of the feasting on the healing power of Jesus. I love that thought, don't you? And so God has come tonight, and that woman in that crowd was kind of walking around, and I'm sure she was thinking, I, if I can just get to him. Now I'll say something to you. She wasn't just thinking, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, because I'll prove this to you. The Bible teaches us that when we hear the word of God, faith comes from hearing. And that woman would not be described as a woman of great faith. 
In fact, after 12 years, not only was she sick, but she grew worse. She was so sick, I believe that they may have had to carry her around the house or someone may have had to just bring food to her because she could not stand up to prepare, prepare her own meal. And God's tender heart sniffed out where that woman was. And the Lord Jesus didn't just happen to be there. He came close enough to her so that he would make himself available for her to reach her hand out and touch him. Reach out and touch him. And you'll, she was never the same after that. But here's what happened. And I want you to identify with this woman that touched the hem of his garment. I don't want you to say that's a wonderful story from the Bible. No, every story, every parable and every word coming out of the mouth of God in the entire Bible is directed exactly at you. And when you get into a position for the power and love of God to touch you, there's not a force under hell or on earth and heaven anywhere else that can stop God from racing towards you with his healing, wonderful, setting free power that he has gained through his son Jesus' blood on the cross. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And so the woman was driven by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit put in her mind to say that she had a knowing. Uh, last week I, I gave a, a message, I think it was Sunday, I gave a message on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. If you can go back and get that message on the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you do that. Uh, because the Holy Spirit, I was sharing, prompts us. And every time God prompts us, he's the only one that can do it. The devil cannot prompt you toward a righteous goal. But God will prompt you to move into the realm of a blessing. He will prompt you. And once he prompts you, he's designating to you, it's time for your healing. It's time for you to be set free from the attack of Satan. It's time for you to feel the goodness of God and for you to enjoy the goodness of God in the land of the living. There are some who've been living in a land of dead. There are some who've been dead in trespasses and sin and they've never tasted life. But Jesus has come. And he's come to you now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not another time. There is no other time but now. Now is the day of your salvation, the Bible says. Now is the day, that word salvation means, now is the day for God to open up the floodgate of heaven and flood you with his healing, forgiving, loving power. Isn't that good news? I love it. I love to preach like this. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and hearing this sermon. And I got a thousand more left in me, I'm, I'm sure, before the Lord takes me off to heaven. Now listen to this. She said these words, I know. Now, you know, a lot of Christians don't use those words, I know. Many Christians say, you know, we're praying for God to touch you. We're praying for God to take that depression away. We're praying that God will bring the money for whatever you have need of. And, and most people won't say, well, I know he's going to do it. Most Christians will say some bad words. It's almost as bad as cursing. Oh, I hope so. Well, I hope so. I've actually given people that I knew it was straight from the heart of God. I've said this and this and this to them. And I said, God's going to turn your situation. He's going to turn it around. He's going to fill you with love. He's going to fill you with your mind with peace. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but God has given you the Holy Spirit of power. And God has given you the Holy Spirit of love. And ready for this? 
And God is giving the Holy Spirit of a sound mind, a good mental mind. There are some people right here listening to this broadcast tonight that are having trouble with your mind. You're wondering sometimes, am I going crazy? Am I just losing my mind? You're not. Because God has not given you a spirit of timidity or fear. But what has he done? He has given you the Holy Spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. In other words, God has given you mental healing. I'm asking you right now. I'm just going to stop this message for a moment. And I'm going to call on the Lord to give you a mental healing. How about that? Father, I can't do it. There's not a man or woman on the face of this earth that can give anybody mental healing but you. And I'm asking you for those that are tormented and tortured in their mind that may be listening. Or they may have loved ones that are tortured night and day. Can't sleep, restless, tossing to and fro. You have come and you have held out the hem of your garment. Now I'm calling on you in Jesus' name. If you want to do this literally, reach your hand out and just imagine the hem of Jesus' garment. And touch it. Touch it now so that you may evoke what she evoked out of the Lord Jesus. She called forth something from the Lord Jesus. She called forth her own healing. Watch this. The Bible says that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so therefore, Jesus, after she touched him, he turned around and who said, he said, who touched me? And a little later he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Now, wait a minute. Five minutes before she touched the hem of his garment, if you said, what about that great woman over there that's dying with that blood disease? She's a great woman of faith. She has all this charged up faith. Somebody say, are you crazy? Are you crazy? She's begged God and begged God and begged God to heal her. She's all over the page. She is not a woman of faith. But one minute after she found her way to the hem of his garment, one minute after she touched him, and he turned around and said, who touched me? And they all said, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's bumping against you in this crowd. Then Jesus said these words. Someone, look at that word, that letter one. Someone touched me because when they did, I felt healing power flow out of my body. Come on, I love it. I just love it. I felt healing power flow out of my body. Jesus said, who touched me? Somebody didn't just bump against me. Somebody didn't just kind of go in a little mamby-pamby uh, sissy prayer. Somebody reached out and somebody said, listen to what this woman said, I know. Now I want you to start using those words right now tonight because there's a healing on its way. I, I'm not going to promise you that. I'm just going to tell you that I wouldn't be preaching this message if it weren't for you. Somebody is going to touch him tonight. You may wake up in the middle of the night and say it's all over. I'm not afraid anymore. You may wake up tomorrow morning and you may have a brand new day. Your new day dawning, you might call it. Isn't that nice tomorrow morning? Write this down in your little journal. My new day dawning. And it's dawning because the sunlight of God has spread his panoply of love over you and brought you in the night seasons into a place of healing and love. I love that. And so isn't it interesting that she used those words, I know. And I want to say this to you. God is going to bring you to a place in your life where he's about to move in your heart and move in your life. And you're going to have a knowing. Maybe you haven't had it ten times in your life that you know of. 
but you're going to not say, well, I hope, well, I think, you know, maybe God will answer my prayer. No. There's going to come a time when God's going to push you over the edge and push you over into the arms of the Son of God, and He is going to plain out gloriously set you free. Because He says, this day, you've heard in your hearing, this day I've come to set the captive free. This day, tonight, this day, Christ has come to set you free. Jesus has come to do something in your life that nobody else could do but the Son of God. I love that. I could help you. Dave Jeffries here. I could have a little prayer for you. I might even send you a little money sometime. I don't know what God's going to have me do. I can do certain things, but there are huge limitations on what a man can do or what a woman can do. But you are serving an unlimited God. You're serving a God that has nothing to apologize for because he never had an evil thought. He never did an evil act. He is altogether lovely. I love the description of Jesus. You are altogether lovely, O Lord. No loveliness lacking. No loveliness lacking in you. You're altogether lovely. And so this woman said, I know. I know that if I can take my hand and get close enough to reach out and touch his garment, I know I'll be healed. You need to talk like that, but you also need to have a knowing. So one thing I'm praying for you right now, right here. God, give this man, give this woman a knowing. And some of you have been testifying after you've watched some of the messages or you heard my preaching or whatever. Some of you have called me and said, I'll tell you what. I preached one night on deliverance from the fear of darkness. And I had a dear woman call me and she said, I want you to know that for the first time in years, I went to bed and to sleep without a light on in my room. I've had to have a light for years. She said, what do you think about that, Dr. Jeffries? And I said, you've got to be kidding. What do you mean what I think? Son of God showed up in the middle of the night. And there he delivered you from the spirit of the fear of darkness. He set you free because perfect love casts out fear. And he perfected his love in the night season. He came to show you his love. And in the showing of his love... Fear was cast out. Isn't that beautiful? I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus has chosen this night to come and touch me. I am going to reach out in my mind and heart and I am going to touch the hem of his garment. Here and now, I'm going to touch it. And I know that I'll be healed. I know that I'll be healed. And so you've got to understand, it wasn't the woman just saying, I know. It was her feeling it, but it was the Holy Spirit that is the spirit of total certainty. I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of uh, wishy-washy, I hope so, maybe this will all happen. The Holy Spirit has planned your healing from before the ages, before the time you were born. He had planned your liberation, your deliverance. He had planned to practice writing your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, in the blood of Jesus. He just practiced it. I used to do that in the air when I was a little kid. I drew with my finger in the air. Now, I'll tell you what I drew. Uh, I was a hungry little kid. Uh, I'm not boasting about it, that what God did, but I used to eat out of garbage cans because I was roaming the streets of Atlanta, and I had no food, and I was so hungry. But guess what? I used to draw in the air, and you know what I drew in the air? I drew a picture of a piece of apple pie. I did. And I reached up and took that apple pie and I ate it because I didn't have any apple pie. 
I had a real imagination as a little kid. I want an ice cream cone. And I'd have a chocolate cone. Or have some, didn't have sprinkles in those days. I'd have a chocolate chip ice cream cone. And I'd eat it like this. And it wasn't exactly like eating a real one, but I have real mad imagination. But I'm going to say this to you. God has written his love on your heart. If you look deep enough and you feel deep enough inside of you, you will sense that there's love in there. And God is working from the inside out of you. He's not having to bring something to you. He lives in you. I and my Father will make a home in you. We will live in your heart. We will never leave you nor forsake you. We will never give you up to evil. We are there when you need us in a very time of trouble. He is a very present help for you and me. I hope I'm encouraging you tonight. I want you to just say these words. Wherever you're sitting, if you're with somebody, don't be embarrassed. I want you to turn to look at someone and say, I know. I know. I know it's time for God to make a move in my life. I know it's time for the Lord Jesus, for me to make my way through the crowd, and for me to say, I know that if I can reach out and touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. I know. And so the reason we know that it was the Holy Spirit planting that thought in our mind, a word from God, but remember, every word from God is pure, rejoicing your heart. And not only that, God, when he speaks to your word, he, he watches over his word to make it happen. So once God has spoken something to you, it can't fail. <laughs> it's impossible for whatever God is saying and empowering you with to fail because God doesn't know the meaning of failure. It doesn't appear in his dictionary. It might appear in yours and mine. But God has never failed. Never failed. Heaven and earth will pass away. But Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus never fails. That means he always succeed in delivering to you a gift out of heaven. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father out of heaven. And so God is bringing a gift down, but he's also rising up within you to give you something that you've not had. And it's to give you hope. Have you ever lived in the world and come to a place where you said, I'm, I'm in despair? You know, when you have lost all hope, the next level, first of all, is discouragement. Well, I'm discouraged. I just don't, I've tried and tried and tried and can't get a breakthrough. I just can't get anything to happen in my life. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and can't get a breakthrough. So guess what happens? An atmosphere surrounds you of discouragement. And then when you live that way a long enough time, and by the way, the secret that you don't know is when you stop asking God to set you free. There'll become a time when you move from discouragement into a realm of despair. Despair means you've given up all hope. You've given up all hope. And when you're there, it means you're no longer seeking God to set you free. Do you believe? I believe some people listen to this message have come to a place in your life where you've said, I've tried and tried and tried to get a breakthrough. I've tried to be healed. I've tried to be free of all this darkness and free of all this uh, depression, and I've not been able to do it. Now, you know, you are now moved from discouragement into the deepest well of despair. <clears throat> and people who are in despair do not ask God for anything.
They don't ask God. They basically said, he's abandoned me. Why do I even bother to pray anymore? And I told you earlier in this message that just when you come to the end of yourself, just when you come to the end of yourself, it is at that point that there's the beginning of God. When you can no longer do it, it's then that you invite God without knowing it to come in, <clears throat> to take over, and to become Lord of your life. And Lord, all your comings and Lord of your goings. That's a wonderful feeling to know that you no longer. Paul says we no longer belong to ourselves. But we've been bought with a price. You no longer have rights to yourself. You must give up those rights to the Lord. You must ask God to invite you to come and touch the hem of his garment. Tonight will be a pivotal night in your life. People report back in this message tonight. They'll report back to me somehow. And they'll say, I have been healed I have been healed. I have been set free. I don't have to fear anymore. I don't have to walk in darkness and stumble about. I now have a clean path. His light is a lamp unto my feet. His light is a light unto my pathway and a lamp unto my feet. Isn't that beautiful? God's word is guiding you straight to the source of healing and deliverance. And that source is named Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth the only begotten Son of the Father, who was sent for heaven with a purpose and a mission. And that was when he stood up in the temple, said to heal the sick, to open the eyes of the blind, and to set the captive free. Do you understand? I'm just asking you to let Jesus fulfill his mission in your heart tonight. Let him fulfill why he was sent. Let Jesus fulfill why he was called of God to come where you are and bring to you where you are his ability to set you free. That's the Jesus we're talking about. Now let me go back to this. That woman said, I know. I don't know how I know, but I just got this knowing in my knower, <laughs> wherever that is. I just got this knowing in my knower that if I could just get in a position where, I mean, I don't have to touch him. I don't have to throw my arms around him and give him a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. I don't have to do that. I just know if the little tiny touch, if I can just get my fingertips on the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. And they're good. I know I'll be healed. Not I think, I hope, but I know I'll be healed. Now, once again, that was the Holy Spirit because when she said, I know, the Holy Spirit had already entered into that and put it in her mind to touch the hem of his garment. You say, how do you know it was the Holy Spirit? The results. Nothing Nothing succeeds like success. And so when she reached out and touched the hem of the garment, I'm walking through you twice now. This is the second time around. He said, who touched me? Who touched me? Some one person touched me because when that person touched me, and there's that woman with the issue of blood, 12 years, when someone touched me, that one person touched me, I they pulled out of me healing power. <laughs> Isn't that good? Your touching Jesus makes him excited and thrilled to heal you and set you free. He's come to set the captive free now. Now. He's come to break the power of the devil over your life and to make your mind clear, giving you a sound mind and a pure heart and strength like you've never had before to serve God and to walk on your high places that God has chosen for you in the Bible. Isn't that good? I know that if I can touch him. And so she did touch him, and she knew it because he turned around and said, somebody touch me. Well, Lord, they're bumping against you. They're rubbing against you all over the place. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. 
I don't know who it was. I wasn't watching, maybe. But somebody touched me because I felt their touch. You know, uh, there's a song, Reach out and touch Jesus. Reach out and touch the Lord as he comes passing by. Wait a minute. What about you're touching him and him feeling it? Do you understand? You must come into a position where you touch the heart of God. You touch the Lord with your prayer, with your petition. When you again come to the end of what you can do, you can no longer do anything for yourself. That's the best place that you can come to because he appears at the end of yourself. And as he appears at the end of yourself, the third time I've said tonight, it is the beginning of God in your life. At the end of yourself is the beginning of God's operation in your life. So if you need to pray, Lord, bring me to the end of myself. Bring me to the end of myself. Stop. Help me not to try to figure it all out and try to force myself to be a spiritual giant. Just bring me to a place where I'm helpless. Where I'm in my hand no price I bring. Simply to your cross I cling. Bring me to that place and bring me there right now, Lord Jesus. I might have an encounter with God that I'll never forget tonight. That God will come stepping out of the shadows where we can't see him and he'll stand in the light where we behold his glory as of the only begotten Son of God, full of truth and full of grace for us. What a great message. I'm enjoying it myself. And I'm the one preaching and I'm having a fun time listening to the Holy Spirit speak to us tonight. So he turned around and who touched me? And that poor woman that's like, oh gosh, oh gosh, did I do something wrong? No, he turned to her and said, daughter, don't you like it? Before she probably felt like a stranger from God, like he, he's a million miles away. He's let me pray 12 years and spend every dime I've got and go to poverty. There, there couldn't be a God that would let me do that. Some of you have given up on God. Some of you have given up on asking. Some of you have given up on seeking. Some of you have given up on saying, Lord God, I'm at the end of myself. I can do no more. Now I reach for your garment. Will you please put your garment in place when my hand goes out? Do you understand? Your hand's got to go out before his garment can be in place. I preached a sermon on the man with a withered hand. And uh, I've seen people with withered hands. Some of you have. They have a normal whole hand like this. And then they have a hand that's sort of twisted and withered. And, it, and it's also much shorter usually than the other hand. And Jesus came upon this man with a withered hand and it's inter interestingly enough, he said, stretch out your hand. Now, who in their right mind would ask some poor guy that's got a hand stuck back here and can't move it toward anybody? Who in their right mind would say, stretch out your hand when he may know that all his life, he's never stretched it more than an inch or two. You get it? But this wasn't all the rest of his former life. This was the beginning of his life in Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you come to the end, you come to the beginning of your life in Christ. And Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Now, if he had not tried to stretch it out, I don't think he'd have been healed. But I believe what he did. This is the best scene that I get with it. I believe when he reached out that withered hand, that an unseen hand of God reached and pulled it all the way out. And when he did, he made it whole like the other hand. That's Jesus. There's nobody in the universe that can do that. And make a permanent healing, but the Son of God, He came down from heaven to give you the power of His Spirit and to give you an open door to the treasure house of God through your prayer and through your praise and through your steadiness 
and through your hope that he gives you. The Bible says the hope that God gives you does not cause you to be ashamed because when you have that hope, there is no shame attached to it. You don't have to apologize for serving God or loving God or worshiping God. Hope causes you not to be ashamed. Ready? You know why it does? Because the next part says, because the love of God is poured out all over your heart, all over inside and out of your heart. The love of God is poured out on you. So you're not ashamed when the love of God's poured out on you. You're full of joy. You're full of joy. Daughter, your faith has healed you. And no one had ever told her that, that she was a woman of faith. But that night, the Lord Jesus made her a woman of faith. And don't you believe that when she went home or wherever she was and someone said, well, you got up early this morning. What are you doing? I saw you in there making breakfast. What, what, what's happened with you? For 12 years, you've not even been able to stand on your feet. Now you're whistling and you're singing some kind of song. You're singing some kind of song. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord God of Israel, whose son Jesus has appeared to me so that I might touch the hem of his garment. Touch the hem of his garment. Do that tonight. Before you go to bed, get, make yourself get into a position where you know you're helpless and hopeless without him. And make yourself become helpless and hopeless. See yourself as helpless and hopeless. And at the end of yourself will be the beginning of God. I've said that like five times, but it's worth hearing again, isn't it? Go your way, daughter. Your faith has healed you. I love that. This story is touching the hem of his garment. Let me touch him. Let me touch Jesus. Thanks for listening to The Outpouring with Dr. David Jeffries. For more information, visit his website at drdavidjeffries.com. And that is spelled D-R-D-A-V-I-D. J-E-F-F-A-R-E-S dot com. I'm Harley Cannon.